It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Sensemaker. Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. To find out more about Tortoise and how to become a member, click on the link in this episode's description. Today, the story of an Afghan man who guarded the British embassy in Kabul and his struggle to find a home in Britain. Uh, 15 August 2021, finished my job. On last day, Taliban coming in the Kabul, and uh, all of government is finished. Last people in the MBC, me and my friend, another guards. This is Faiz Siddiqui, a 30-year-old security guard who used to work at the British embassy in the Afghan capital. Last summer, as Taliban forces seized control, he was the final staff member to lock up and run for his life. There are scenes of panic and pandemonium at Kabul airport today as desperate people pour onto the runway trying to flee the country in what can only be described as a chaotic exodus. Now, people are Unlike other Western countries, Britain initially told local employees like FaZe that they weren't eligible for evacuation or protection because they'd been hired through a private outsourcing company. By the time that decision was reversed and he was given permission to get on a plane, the roads around the airport were blocked, and Faze, his wife, their newborn son, and his elderly parents were forced to battle their way through the confusion. With the help of a translator, he told his story to our reporter, Jack Schenker. There were so many people there, you know, huge crowds, and it was uh, very, very difficult to be able to get to the gates. And uh, in the meanwhile, uh, my little son at the time was about 45 days old, so, you know, Carrying a child uh, that small, you know, with the family in that big crowd is, of course, uh, difficult. Uh, but then uh, they threw tear gas, you know, in the crowds to disperse them. Uh, I was. Faze made it safely to the UK, but his troubles were far from over. After being shuttled around various forms of short-term accommodation. He and his young family wound up in a small hotel room on the outskirts of Watford, waiting for permanent housing to be found. Despite the lack of space, they quickly made the best of things. They pushed the two single beds together so they could squeeze in a cot for their son and prepared traditional Afghan tea in paper cups. Days turned into weeks, weeks into months. Faze's wife fell pregnant once again. She's due to give birth to their second child in just a few weeks' time but they're still in that hotel room, which is already too crowded. My room is, you see, very, very small, very dangerous for my family, because one son, two son, they are, he crying, yeah. another son wake up. Yeah. Another son crying, he wake up. And I think all of night and days, me and wife is no sleep. <laughs> Just wake up. <laughs> to make matters worse, FaZe is sick with fear. 
Because of his work at the British Embassy, relatives still in Afghanistan have been targeted by the Taliban. He watches video clips of the raids and arrests on his phone obsessively. Earlier this year, his parents managed to escape across the land border to Pakistan. Faiz applied for UK paperwork that would allow them to travel safely to Britain. That was submitted over seven months ago, and he's yet to receive a reply. I'm sorry, Faiz. I know this is very, very hard to talk about. They keep trying, you know, to, to be able to take it and tolerate it, but it's, it's too difficult. The Home Office is aware of how urgent Faiz's situation is. He regularly meets with an official and has shown them a doctor's note warning that his current circumstances are damaging his mental health. Tortoise has asked several government departments, including the Home Office, the Foreign Office and the Ministry of Defence, about Faiz's situation. They told us they don't comment on individual cases. Right now, more than 9,500 Afghan refugees are stuck in hotel rooms in the UK, waiting to be rehoused. And many thousands more who are eligible for relocation to Britain, including dozens of Faiz's former embassy colleagues, remain trapped in Afghanistan, often in hiding. All Faiz wants is a secure and appropriate home in or around London, where his aunt already lives, and the opportunity to begin building a real future here. Does the Home Office give you any sense of how long this process is no. going to last? No. No. Faiz has enrolled on a course to learn English as a second language. He wants to go to college and dreams of eventually finding a job so that he can feel part of British society and support his family financially. But it's hard when every day is crowded with so many uncertainties. Ultimately, he says, the nationality printed on your passport shouldn't matter. He's a British, he's Afghan, it's no important. He's a good man. He can, he can work for the people of the world. It's a very big, 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 big hope for me. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker. This episode was written and reported by Jack Schenker. It was mixed by Patricia Clark. To get more from Tortoise, including early and ad-free access to new series, you can join Tortoise Plus on Apple Podcasts for 4 99 a month.